Good morning, children. It's the Older Brother Podcast, and this time on the right channel. <clears throat> For those of you special followers, those of you who know about the secret channel, the backup channel, here we are. I foolishly, uh, errantly, last week, two weeks ago, me and Chad did a podcast. I'm like, why are there so many listeners? I'll say, oh, you're on. Why can't I find the Super Chats? I did it through the old Cappy channel. But here we are, the special club, the fi- my favorite children on the Older Brother podcast. How are you guys doing? Uh, Cappy is back from Vegas. Uh, hung out with Baldoni, Atham, and Chad. We had Atham look many things up. He was right there. He had to take advantage. He was like, hey, Atham, look this up. <laughs> Normally when we say he's not around, we never find out if he found out what he was looking up. But oh my God, dude, uh, it was awesome. It was, uh, it, we we went, God, what what did, what did we not do? Elkins had been to Vegas since 2012. And when Elkins, Elkins was in Vegas, you know, he's got an MBA. You know, he does what he's told. He doesn't think. There's stuff outside of the strip. What are you talking? I don't know how you don't know. There's some outside of the strip. When you land in Vegas, and every great once in a while, there's rain. Every great once in a while, there's rain or clouds. So you can't see, but then you go through the cloud deck. Oh, there's McCarran International Airport. You, you, you focus on the, on the big city. You see, you see this. Oh, I recognize that from the movies. Is that the sign? The sign is right by McCarran International. McCarran, if you didn't know, McCarran International is right abut to the south of the strip goes right up there to the Tropicana. And I can see if you don't, if it's raining, the rare instances it's raining, but you got at least, it's a major metro area. So the plane, when it's coming in and usually come in by Lake Mead, you could see Lake Mead. You could see a ton of canyons. You see what is technically the extension of the Grand Canyon. Ain't that any interest to any of you? Nope. All the sheep. All the sheep land, they hop on their overpriced shuttle, they go to their overpriced hotel, they pay the resort, say, what? What's the resort fee? I didn't know this. Uh, what do you mean we have to pay? Chad was there before that we had to pay for parking. Because the MG, oh, that, that bit those dumbasses over in uh, Vegas real good. See, they're getting arrogant and cocky. <clears throat> the Vegas casinos are getting arrogant and cocky. They're like, we're going we're gonna, to see, and it started out, where they, where they got rid of, of the, uh, the cheap buffets and the free drinks. I don't want to hear you boomers complain about You didn't have it. You had the most privileged. They got everything. They got fucking everything. They got to listen to the Rat Pack. Uh, uh, what's his name? I saw his last performance. Um, Don Rickles perform. They got the free drinks. They got the free parking. They got the cheap. Ad- oh, 99 cent. Oh, you can eat steak. Would you like a cocktail, sir? I did probably got high-end booze on top of it. Well, yes, I'll have a, a Jimmy Walker, you know, 30-year scotch. That's Fritz on the house. Keep gambling. They had it down. The mob knew how to take care of people. Then a bunch of then the Chad Elkinses came in with their fucking MBAs. Say, look, we go and we get rid of the drinks are costing us this much. Well, our margins could be better if we got rid of the free steak. And so now it's just going to like, like a theme park. That's what Vegas has become now. You're going to a theme park. And, it, and in some ways, not necessarily so bad. Certainly there's gambling, but then they got shows. Then they got the Fremont experience, which is the old strip. 
but if if you go in and none of that, but now you got to pay for parking. You got to pay to get in here. You got to pay top not You got to pay 16 bucks for a burger. God, we did the, and for those of you who don't know, I'm going to get, I'm going to give you Vegas 101. Okay. Vegas 101. <clears throat> There's two strips. Okay. There's the main strip that y'all see in the movies. Unless it's a Martin Scorsese film, which then it depends. But the the Bellagio, Caesar's Palace, you know, you saw it on Rain Man. Uh, Midnight Run, it was the Flamingo Hotel, right? That strip is Las Vegas Boulevard, and it runs north and south. And you'll recognize it. You'll see it because you recognize the buildings. The Luxor, <clears throat> it's the pyramid-looking thing. The Bellagio, it's got the fountain. And it's it's all turned into a mall. That's all it is. I remember the day you could walk up and down the strip, stop in each casino. Now you got to go through a maze. And, and for some sa- reason, safety too. You go up there on, on walkways that avoid the street. But it's all trinkets and shops, trinkets and shops, shops and trinkets. It's just a mall, big ass mall with casinos attached on the backside. But that's the southern. It's, it ends at the stratosphere. So if you need a visual marker, there's a stratosphere that's on the far north side. That's where it starts to get a little, I would say, rough but dirty. And from there, north of that is all your panhandlers and bums and uh, wedding chapels. And then the, the Pawn Star shop is up in that area. Runs all the way south to Highway 215, which is basically the Luxor Hotel uh, or the Delano, I think, and, the, and the, uh, the airport, okay? And it ends. That's the main strip. <clears throat> There's another strip. It's called Downtown or Fremont Street because it's Fremont Street and it runs east-west. North-south, TV, Standard Vegas, east-west, Old Vegas. Goes all the way to the Atomic Bar, the Cortez, on the west side, and ends at La Plaza, which I wouldn't recommend going to because that is a shithole. <laughs> I remember seeing Baldoni play at a gig there one time, and we walk in, you're like, whoa, this is where everybody who was on my Spirit Airlines flight went, okay, yeah, I just use it for cheap flights and transportation. You guys, you guys are pole. You didn't take my minimalism seminar. You had to buy all your weaves and baubles and craps and things. All right. Yeah, you guys stay at the La Plaza. Just a dive. Freaking dive. The only one that was worse, and somebody in Vegas could tell me, it was like Lucky's or Lucky 13's. Oh, yellow stains on the wall. Oh, smelled like cigarettes I, I back when I was, you know, super po. <laughs> anyway, ends at La Plaza. Saw Baldoni playing there one night, and it was all right. Yeah, like, but I, I, I'm impatient. I can't sit there and watch Matt Baldoni like I'm some chick. Oh, he's so handsome and cute. Look at him. Oh, he strung the strings. I want to have sex with the man. And that's how women work with guitar players. <laughs> and Baldoni's very happy for them. So I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. I've seen, I've seen you. I've seen a set. I did a set. I love you, Matt. I can't sit in one spot. Watching a guy I know play songs I've heard before. <clears throat> so I, I gotta get going. Okay, thanks for showing. So then I start walking and I'm like, I hear basketball. I keep in mind this is there's this also called downtown because this is where all the actual uh, commercial and government buildings are. The the main strip, that's all casinos, commerce, big mall. But then there's downtown because you know you gotta have like a 
courthouse and the police department, public works, not to mention there are companies, there's some banks down there and they're just regular old building. So I hear some basketball. It's like 10 at night and I'm looking for a basketball court and I can hear them. They're nearby. I'm looking for the life of me. I can't, I, I make the corner and I, I can hear like it's over there, over that wall. What's going on over there? I'm looking and I see barbed wire fence on top. I'm like, oh, it's the jail. <laughs> They're outside playing bas- midnight basketball. Oh, and people sleeping on the streets. Like it's hard street, hard concrete street, uh, the sidewalk. And the guy's got his cardboard like he's going to do some break. He's sleeping on it. That's La Plaza. And that entire Fremont Strip has consistently gone down. They, they've put a, an awning, <clears throat> a big LCD light that serves as a roof over the street, but it's also lit up so you get to see the light show. And that is not as interesting as the human observation and sociological study you could do walking down uh, Fremont Street. It, it's a freak show. It's a freak show. We saw... Uh, and it just gets worse every year I go every year. And, and I, my patience for dealing with crowds of people is, is gone. It's just, but Chad wanted to go and gamble. He wanted to go to the strip and me and Athram like, Oh, <laughs> I like, Hey man, there are caves. There are caves, man. I'm like, yeah, there's mountains. And, but Chad won. All right. All right. Where'd you gamble before? He says, I think it was the Bellagio. All right. We're not taking you there again because we got to pay for parking. It's a fucking zoo. We're going to go to the old strip. We're going to Fremont. So we park all the way on the east side where there's free parking. We walk in the hot sun. We make it. And we're immediately greeted by a woman who's setting up a used clothing shop without any hangers or something. She's just got her cardboard out. She's sitting on the corner there with all this used clothing. I guess she is selling. Then we keep going. Oh, people are, you know, homeless bums. And then you get to the Fremont experience, which is, I don't know, they section it off. Cars can't go down or nothing. <clears throat> and there are the street performers come up. We're not talking street performers like Pendulette or jugglers, anyone with like real skills. Oh, you had, I think it was the Black Hebrews, uh, the Black Israelites. I don't know if you know about those guys. And the Lord say, and there's three schmucks standing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speak, brother. It's like, okay. Then there was uh, a, a, a fat gal that was too ugly to be a stripper, but she was still stripping, had lingerie on. And, and guys were looking. I'm like, wow. The thirst is that real, huh? Um, they, People got, everyone's trying to make a, but these are just barely a sliver above homeless. So they don't put a lot of thought or creativity or innovation into the street act. It's just panhandling with barely with this thin veil of performance. There's regular panhandlers. Just got their signs. That's a little bit more honest. We go to Binion's. Chad plays his video poker, which was hilarious. Here he's played video poker. I'm like, I think for a thousand bucks you can buy it. And one of those old, ancient 1980s graphics. The things are still running. Lord knows how much cigarette smoke is in these. If these machines could talk, what have they gone through? There they are. Main floor binions. Not the new ones. Where, and even then we went to uh, uh, 
oh yeah, we went out west uh, to the Red Rock, which is the high end off strip one. They still had the Game King. They still had Game King. I'm like, what? What they must make money? The return on investment is there. A little bit of holdover nostalgia from 1982. Here's Chad pressing his buttons like he's like some old guy on an oxygen tank. Okay, you lost your 20 bucks. Are you happy? Did you get the Fremont experience? Let's get the fuck out of here. So we're walking down, and off to my right, I see a woman in a wheelchair. And she's fat. She's at least three bills. And I look, and I can't, but her boobs are literally down to her waist. I don't think she had pasties on. I couldn't tell because her arms are, thank God. Wrinkly, old, ugly, fat, boobs sitting on her lap. Retired stripper needs money. And I think that was it. That was enough for me. I was like, that's it. (laughs) I think it was five o'clock in the afternoon. We weren't even starting yet. This wasn't even, this isn't on a weekday. Oh, no. No, I'm never doing this again. Never coming down here again. So, for those of you, when you land, I know your focus is all on the strip. But if you, when the uh, captain comes in, we're going to, we're doing, he announces that the descent, we're doing our descent or our approach. Please get up. And now's a good time to go to the bathroom, which it is, if you didn't know. Because you never, just because they're going to land on the tarmac doesn't mean they're going to have a, a port open for you or whatever, a gate open. You could sit on that tarmac for hours. You better go to the bathroom now. Because then the, the stewardesses, they get all, hey, sir, 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 you need to take a seat. I got a shit, lady. Do you want me to shit in the, in the seat or do you want me to shit in the toilet? Which one do you want me to do? So after you come back from the bathroom, look out the window. Even if there's somebody like, oh, do that thing. <clears throat> and then look. And no matter where you are, you could be about maybe eh, 100 miles out. You're going to see mountains. You're probably going to see the Colorado River. You're going to see canyons. You might see the Valley of Fire. You might see Red Rock Canyon. Though I've never come in from that side. You're always coming in from the east. <clears throat> I don't know why that is. Look how big this city is. Wow, look at all that city. The strip is actually a small little sliver of it. I wonder if there's anything on it. And there is. If you're coming in from the north, you're going to probably fly. They, they set me up on a route, just me personally. But I could tell, because I know this, this country like the back of my hand. I'm like, that's Zion National Park. I recognize the road. I recognize the Virg- uh, Virgin River. Then we turn to the south. There's Hurricane. There's St. George. There's the drop-off from the Virgin River Canyon. Ah, I know exactly where I am. Overton's to my left. There's nothing to my right. And here we come into North. Oh, look, Nelson Air Force Base. You can see Utah. You say, wow. And Utah is within a two-hour drive. <clears throat> and you get you land to Vegas. Sure, go to the Strip. Try a ton of the restaurants off Strip. Go, go to uh, Henderson. Green Valley, Summerlin's pretty cool too. Um, tons of food, tons of right. There's the west side of Vegas in between, let's say, Jones. It runs north-south. That's about two to three miles to the west of the Strip. And then Highway 15, that's where the Strip is. Zillions of restaurants, everything. Chinatown, go to Chinatown. Get off the fucking Strip. <clears throat> 
That's what me, Atham, and Chad, well, and after after we dropped Chad off at, at gambling daycare and he got his little fix, it's like, all right, we're, let's go. And we did. We went. Uh, I climbed Griffith Peak. Atham looked that up. There's, by the way, there's mountains with a ski hill on top of it. Did you know that, boys and girls? And if it gets too high, oh, it's hot in Vegas. Go to the Spring Mountains, 45 minutes out of Vegas. Tons of hiking. There's trees. Sometimes there's water. So the main peak is Charleston Peak. And me and Baldoni uh, try to do that one. And we just got our asses kicked. <clears throat> it's above 10, 11,000 feet. And then I, I got um, my buddy uh, Rose and her husband came out. And uh, I said, let's do Griffith Peak. Because you get up to the spine, and Griffith Peak is the second tallest peak. It's like 11,050 feet, and uh, uh, Charleston is 11,006. And uh, I did that, and I did it all right. But, man, that was murder. I didn't even remember. What, there's so little air by the time I got. I'm tired. I'm doing like me and Andrew were doing like, I think we go 50 yards and have to stop because that's how thin the air was. And I don't know, somebody who's more educated than I am in human physiology. Coming down, I don't remember half the trail. <laughs> what? Did we come this way? I don't know if, uh, if it was because of the lack of oxygen or we're just charging up the hill. Like, you get it, you're like, I mean, you're about, you're basically about to fuck your own body. That's really what you're doing when you're going up on one of these massive hikes. The GF, when we we're going to go on what I thought was a measly hike, she was all tense and worked up, which, by the way, don't go hiking with someone when they're tense and worked up. It's just not fun. Uh, but I was like, okay, okay, we got to And so you're not paying attention, which was kind of dangerous because when we came down on some pretty steep switchbacks, I'm looking like there was a cliff right here that drops 200 feet with no, no bear. I didn't even recognize it. It's like, boy, if, I'm, if I misjudge that, I'd be dead. So we did that, had a beautiful view, could see everything. The only thing is all the smoke made it hazy. So I thought I saw the Sierra Nevadas. I think I did because I was like, well, that's a little darker down below than up top. <clears throat> could see Pahrump, saw Arizona, beautiful view. See the Vegas Strip, you could see Red, uh, Red Rock Canyon, you could see it all. Hike back down, all right, we did that. Yeah, man, we did that. Then Atham and Chad came in, and we went up to Utah. I went up to Utah twice. Oh, it's great. You could do Utah. Like, it's just two hours. And you're like, and thankfully, most of the, well, okay, there's great hiking all over Utah. But the, my favorite hiking is the South Park. Uh, <clears throat> Grand Escalante. I guess the Grand Canyon's over in Air, northern Arizona there, too. Um, Zion. And uh, me and Chad and Atham, we, we did... Uh, Lee's Way, Lee's Pass went up to the Kolob Canyon. So the Kolob Arch, which I don't recommend you do. It's not that exciting. You could see a lot more driving to Moab, a lot more arches, a lot more dramatic arches. This is, what, this is the second largest, longest arch in the world. Like, oh, second longest arch in the world. That's got to be pretty sweet looking. You get there, and it's only the second largest because a little bit of the rock had come out making it an actual arch, but it spans... So, but it's a lot of rock anchored in there. So it's not like this little thin arch where you're like, oh, how did that form? You're like, oh, just that little bit fell out. And now that's the longest arch, second longest. Like this wasn't worth it. But we went hiking down and basically you start up on top of the canyon. 
you go down into a canyon, all right? Then you meet up with this stream. And it was classic, like, Wild West out in the middle of nowhere. And here's this stream pretty much in the middle of a desert. And a pool had formed. I'm like, fuck that. Took off all my clothes. Hop right in that cold motherfucker. Ain't nobody around. Like, damn right I'm swimming in this shit. Many old swimming pools, many old uh, streams where you come up there like, oh, someone might get, fuck it. Fuck naked, right the fuck in. Damn right. Look at that thing. Look at this. Look at this. The canyons, the stream coming in. Cooled off. It was pretty hot that day. Put my clothes back on. Do that thing with your feet because it's got all sand and dirty. So you wash it in there and you got to hold it up. Put your sock on. Sock or put your shoe on. Hiked with my white boomer New Balance shoes, by the way, which turned out to be pink because of all the red rock uh, that we hiked through. <clears throat> red dust. Then you go up a different canyon. So you go down, then you're going back up. We got back up, and we found a trail that shoots all the way down to the southern entrance of Zion National Park, which you can do, which is about, I think, 33 miles. And it enters in at Angel's Landing. Most of you don't know this. Everybody looked this up. And me and the great one might do that. That might be like a two- to three-day hike. I was like, oh, that's okay. That's because you want to know. Oh, okay, that's where that goes. All right, all right, get my bearings. Can figure it out. We go back down. Then we go back up this little cave or ca- uh, canyon to see the arch, which there's no trail. You're just climbing over rocks and trees. And there's a sign. It says, uh, "Do cannot go any further, which is a lie. You could go further if you want. We're looking. And you got to really look like, oh, that is an arch. And you're like, oh, that totally wasn't worth it. And so then we go back down the cane to the swimming hole. Then we got to go all the way back up. And, uh, 16 miles in total. <laughs> and everyone was in pretty good shape. Atham was hauling ass. He was practically running. I'm like, damn, where'd this come from? Until it went uphill. And then our fine young Mexican friend, uh, it wasn't, he was no longer the choo-choo that could. <laughs> he started, uh, he didn't eat enough water or bananas or whatever. I was like, damn, I'm, I'm like, I, I guess he's going to get out of this canyon before me. And at, uh, Chad, he's been running nonstop, and we were never really that high. I don't think we went much above like five or 6,000 feet. So Chad was okay. I'm like, damn, these guys are going to beat me. And all of a sudden, we go uphill, and then Atham started cramp up on the legs. And uh, we got off, but 16 miles, I think, 1,700-foot elevation change. I guess times two, because we went down and up, and uh, and uh, it was painful. And I took him to Cedar Point where I had been previously like two or three days before where there's this great pastry shop. If any of you are in Cedar Point, go to like some pastry shop. Pastry Pub, I think it's called. Adam ate three desserts. <laughs> he had a shake, uh, the chocolate tort kind of cake, and then, a, and then a strawberry tort as well. I mean, and these are big. He ate three of them. Chad had two. Then we stopped over at Alvaro's, which, as you all know, is my favorite Mexican place in, in the world over in St. George, Utah. Everyone must go there 24-7. And, and we all got a ton of food. And we got back. And uh, what else? <clears throat> Just bumming around. But the greatest thing, my God, especially now with, the, with the, the COVID and everything, you guys need the guys. I know you're all chasing after the girls, but my God, you need the guys. And Baldoni was happier than Punch. He was like a little dog wagging his tail every time. Like, and we were a little concerned. Like, yeah, you know, does man want to hang out with it? And he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, guys, what's going on? 
like, hey, what's going on? And we're all hanging out, having a good old time, crashing at the Southern Command. And God, it was great. Just great. And it, it, you boys, okay, the day's coming. We'll do the older brother wisdom. The, I know you want the girl, sir. I know that's what you're, pro- you want the girl, sir. And you got all the guys, sir. Because you're 20-something, your guy friends are around, they are going to go away. And they're like uh, daemons, operating daemons, D-A-E-M-O-N-S. Look it up. What daemons are in the programming world or computer world, they, they run, they're like your body, your adrenal system. You don't think about it. You don't think about your cardiovascular system. It just works, hopefully. And if it doesn't, you've got problems. Your male friends, your male compatriots, you just assume they're going to be there. You just assume, oh, yeah, they're there. They're <clears throat> They'll always be there. And then they're gone. And then, like, you can operate for a while, but you need guys. You need guy time. And we just got there. I don't think we paid one compliment to one another. Homo this, gay that, dickhead, dick nuts this, uh, pussy that. Lots of fingers given. <laughs> Fucking... I had a, my flight was first, so uh, the guys chatting after we're, we're chilling out, and we give it. You give the one bro hug. That's it. Eh, see you later, dick face. Get a hug and I hop in the car. Baldoni's gonna drive me to the airport. All of a sudden, Adam comes walking out. And he gestures to roll down the window, and I, I'm like, oh, did I forget something? I forget my light, or what did I forget? I roll out, what? And what did I forget? He just goes, get the fuck out of here, goddamn Mexican. Not one compliment was given that that entire three days. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, and then you're like, oh, wow. That's what it's like to be part of. That's what it's like to have friends. Same thing when it was with uh, the great one and uh, and Piggott. Uh, push a grubber downhill, by the way. <clears throat> All it was was just guys hanging out. And it was like, oh, thank God. I'm not insane. Like, my observations are correct. Did you notice this? Yeah, yeah, man, man, I think it's this. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not losing. Are you guys pissed off about this, dude? Yeah, man, we're really pissed off about Okay, just want to make sure I'm not unending. It's just a confirmation you're not losing it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's guys. All right, yeah, yeah, the guys. Oh, the guys are so much more important than the girls when you get older. So much, because they're so much rarer. What's going on? That's what it takes. You all got to go to Vegas. You all got to meet somewhere. Chad's working on that. Soon he'll be free. He'll be a location independent man. But because most of you young guys are still in school, you're forced to go to school. So you're going to see, although now with the COVID, maybe you won't see it. There are structures in place. Institutions in place. Things you have to go through where you will have men in your life forced. You won't be married yet. You won't have the money. You'll have student loans yet. So like, you know, until you're 40, you won't be. Where about the man guy? Stop voting Democrat and taking our fucking money, lady. And have on, how about this? We kill all the Karens in HR so we don't need masters preferred. Then we can get to work earlier, make the money, maybe be the guy who makes enough money for you, huh? That aside. Uh, th- you'll be like, you'll take it for granted. 
They'll be there. Those demons will be operating in the background. And then they won't. They'll be like, well, what's going on? Why can't I find friends? <clears throat> and then, but you guys will have to trial and battle, tribulate through the march through the, the institutions. And then you'll be like, hey, I did it. Where's everybody? Hopefully over in the future, the younger generation, because everything will be online. You guys will say, no, I'm not. Well, this won't be fortunate, but it will be a fact. Fortunate or not, I don't know. A lot of you guys ain't getting married. So, and you're not going to have kids. You're not going to have a wife. So you're going to need guys, you know, for social belonging and intellectual uh, engagement and all that. <clears throat> but also a lot of you, this more so is you won't be commuting. You're like, I'm not working. Why would I go to an office? Gen Z is that first generation. They've never known anything before the digital world. They're like, why are you commuting? You fools. And they're right. And they're just not going to like, oh, no, I got, I got Trump books. I got socialism. I got my UBI effectively. I'm not commuting. So you guys will be location independent unless you're a tradesman or something like that. So maybe in the future, it will be a bunch of, maybe there'll be a, a renaissance. It'll be a revolution where we're like, Hey, let's go do our work. I could see it in the future. Hey guys, <clears throat> I've never been to Santa Fe. I've never hiked the enchanted circle. Y'all want to go bum out in Santa Fe. We get an Airbnb and we chill out there and you'd all like pack up your bags and you'll be 35 still living at home. Mom will make you a little to-go lunch. They'll drop you off at the airport because you ain't got no cars. <laughs> we'll have no expenses. Bye, Mom and Dad. You'll hop on the plane. We'll still be wearing masks 10 years from now. You'll land in Albuquerque, drive up with the guys. You'll Uber because why have a car? You sit at the Airbnb, and then you go hiking all over the place. You'll chill out with your buddies. And then the next month, it'll be something else. You'll all be making 100 grand a year as, as computer programmers and drop shippers. And then, then there'll be a renaissance of men. So that was cool. So we did. And we ate. We ate like pigs. It was wonderful. Um, Cappy's got to go in an hour because I got to do research. You know what? Let's do, let's do super chats. <clears throat> we got at least one article we have to get to because you. You social justice warriors, you ladies predominantly, oh my gosh, somebody's saying something you don't like. And this goes back to what I told you. Large organizations are going to be no longer possible in America because there's too many fragile vaggies out there. There's too many snowflakes. And it's not that because in the olden days, we tell them, shut the fuck up and shove it up your ass. Now it's, oh, you're offended? Everybody stop, stop, shut down the economy. Someone's offended. What is it, precious sweetheart? But we'll get to that later. Adriano Ramos for two Australian dollars. Name the members of the Rat Pack. Uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis uh, Jr., and Joey Bishop. There we go. You thought I didn't know Joey Bishop. Shame on you, Adriano. Samuel Tech for two bucks. Is Colorado still do th worth doing reconnaissance on? Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful, wonderful state. Um, Colorado's great. Kind of almost any time of the year because if it gets too cold, you can go south. You go to court the southeast, which is Trinidad. It's still mountain, so you're going to get a little cold. But Cortez, that's in the desert technically, and that's going to be a little bit warmer. Durango, same thing. So you can, you know, but then summertime, the entire state. About the only boring part of Colorado is like the eastern third because it's just prairie. It's just a continuation of uh, Nebraska and Kansas. 
I think a bit of Oklahoma too, if I do, if I know my geography correctly. Um, but when it comes to Colorado, um, you, especially when you're younger and, and, and when you're younger and you're not making a ton of money. All right. Go. It's okay. If you live in a socialist state, go, you know, if you want, if you're more cosmopolitan and you just want to be a waiter or a waitress, go to New York. There's nothing wrong. I love Chicago, but you want to get out of there. Once you start building up your expertise and your resume, and also you start to command the bucks, uh, get out of there, move. Don't go there. I mean, visit, but you don't, you don't live there. Same thing with kind of Silicon Valley in California. If you're a young IT guy or an IT gal, yeah, by all means, go go work in Silicon Valley. Get your experience. Build up your resume. Get paid a lot of money. Live as cheaply as you po- as possibly can. Ideally, you pull it off like my young friend did. Worked for Silicon Valley, got work, work uh, remote work. Now he's a resident of Nevada. Still getting paid. Although... Now the IT companies, the <clears throat> Silicon Valley, like, we do geographically adjust. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have built your fucking building here, you dumbasses. We gotta be in San Jose because that's where all the action is. So brilliant in one regards, these IT geniuses are, but so fucking stupid and retarded in others. Yeah, make everyone commute two hours. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, I'm sure that's gonna be an employee. Don't build hot campus housing. God no. Anyway, go there, get your experience, make your money, buy a place in Nevada or Utah or wherever it is, Texas, wherever you want to go. Get your experience, but and then leave, get out and go work in you know North Carolina, go work in Florida, go work on a beach, go, you know, use them early on so you could get established and then you get the fuck out of there. Look, when you're younger, you're going to get ass raped no matter what by your employers by the state you're in, by the location, by the city, by the community. There's, there's, because you're at the bottom of the totem pole, right? You're not some rich developer or hedge fund manager that owns property in Del Mar. That's a city just north of San Diego. You're, you're a young programmer, IT guy, IT gal coming out. You gotta, you gotta have to bend over, pay high rent, live at home, work at night, something. While you're doing that and you're young, yeah, live in a cool state. Go have fun. Then once you start making 70, 80 grand, you're like, I don't like paying 13% of my income to a bunch of illegal aliens in California. I don't like paying all my money to a bunch of single moms over in uh, Aurora, uh, Colorado. I I think I'm going to leave. And then you go where all the old people go, which your criticisms of the boomers completely understood. They've got experience. They're leave. They oh, gee, I wonder where I should live. Oh, Florida, God's waiting room. Ha ha! Young idiot person, make joke. Very funny, expensive. Oh, you mean all those old rich fuckers who are like having a grand old time in Florida? Just skip it. Go read reconnaissance, man. Travel the country. Figure out where you want to live. But if you got a great job in a Marxist state, take it. Seattle. Okay, look, you're just gonna have to deal with feces on the street. Okay, you're going to have to deal with the goddamn bacon. Make your money. Get the F out. But Colorado is definitely worth Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the most pretty states in the United States. Absolutely. All pro Lemonton Z for two bucks. Has Nevada been overrun by Democrats? I don't know it necessarily overrun, but it is a Democrat state. Yeah. Sislak or Siskolak is a, go- a Democrat governor. Um, Nevada, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas is a major metropolitan area that's leftist. 
They're all going to become leftists, guys. They all are going to become leftists. Ah, speak of the devil, Atham. For two bucks, Aaron equals Chaparito fail. What do I, what does that mean, gay? The little gay man. Be strong for five bucks. Do you think that Donald Trump is the great president that Fox News makes him out to be? No, no. Um, look, Fox News is barely better than CNN because you'll see Fox News spin it. They're, they're not news, guys. They're not news. They're propaganda pieces, right? They're, and they're not even like an arm of the Democrat or the Republican Party. Everyone has value in their politics now. So now they go and they feed you that. They're, they're, they're more akin to the 700 Club <clears throat> or a religious network. Um, if I have to choose, I'll go with Fox News because they're slightly less biased. Uh, but you always got to read through the research. You always got to follow up. Did that really happen? Uh, but no, Donald Trump is not the great president. He's printed off uh, nominally 80% as much money as Obama did. But Obama, in intellectual honesty, had two terms. So let's see. Uh, he just, I know it's what makes him entertaining to watch, but he is not presidential. And I understand there's pros and cons to that. <clears throat> and uh, the nepotism, giving his kids and family male positions of power? No. No. I, I mean, I know people like him because he just really gives the finger to the left, but he's not this great savior. He's not. Look at the fine. I know, boring economics. Look at the numbers. I'm just not that impressed with him. Very lukewarm towards him. Judd Grover, five bucks. The request you get, the redhead, the Asian, the Latina are all three at the same time. Decide for me. <laughs> I know, Judd. The request. I wish it was the redhead, the Asian, the Latina are all three at the same time. I wish it was that exciting. Uh, decide for me. Help me, Obi-Wan Clary Stein. You're my only hope. Laughing my fucking ass off. For those of you who did not know, if you go to the main channel, um, I had a spate or you know, a spate. I think that's the correct. I had a slew of everyone coming up to me giving me their options in life that were all good and like, hey, make a decision for me. And so now I'm going to call it, help me, Obi-Wan Cappy. You're my only hope. And I'm charging a lot extra for it because inevitably the answer always is, all right, you've given me three, sometimes five great options. And usually they're just barfing up options. I could do this. I could do that. I don't Want to take them, slap them across the face, say, sit the fuck down and fucking focus, you dumbass. Stop spurging out like some kind of tard. Pay the fuck attention. I was like, I can't answer this question for you. You have to figure it out. And inevitably, what I finally figured out what was pissing me off about these questions. People are just too lazy to do the research. Which then makes me realize, well, look, if you're too lazy to do the research, I've even had people get degrees in STEM. And then they roll, oh, I didn't get a job. I want to get another job. Another degree. Oh, this will work. It's like, uh, maybe you sit the fuck down and realize we're in a horrible recession right now and you apply for another job. Like, maybe that's it. But they always immediately got, it didn't work one time. What do I do now? What do I go? What do I go? Tell me what to do. If you're too fucking lazy to go and research what your, your options are, when they're all good, it, they, I'll admit, they do a good job. Like, this is a stupid degree. I'm not going to major. Then they come up with five different STEM programs. What should I do? Well, which one do you like? Well, I don't know. Well, why don't you sit the fuck down and figure that out? 
Which then brings up the philosophical point. If you're too lazy to do the research to figure out what of good degrees you want to major in, nobody's going to help you. Enjoy your 2.1 GPA. <clears throat> so now when I, when, when the answer is, Aaron, well, I'm sorry, when, when the request is not, I got all these options. What do you think about them? But it really is decide for me. Now it gets the help me, Obi-Wan Cappy. You're my only hope. And I will make fun of them and take their money. I get it. If you've been in a career for a while and you're entertaining, you know, a, a different career, I, I, I like it, it, but it's, it's just the, the way you could tell is when they give you five options. I literally had a guy like, uh, maybe I could be an oil rig again. Maybe I could do this. And I, maybe I could like, there were five things and they'll usually start out with, they'll analyze too thoroughly, just barf out their, their thought process. And then they'll machine gun off three other but then I could also become a welder, or maybe I could be a truck driver. Then I could be—I could be an astronaut. Look, where the fuck did these three come from? <clears throat> so that's that. Uh, I were caught up. Oh wait, no. <laughs> DJ aftershock, dude, bro. What should I do for a bid, Nas? Digital marketing, sales. It just has to involve me doing the least amount of work and most amount—the least amount of work and the most amount of money. All right, Mister C. Yes. <clears throat> Cappy, where the gold at? Where the gold at? Tell me where the Cappy. Have you seen any gold? I could literally say the gold is right there. How do I pick it up? What tools should I use to pick it up? Do I have to bend over to pick it up? $125 for a request. Duh. Yes, you have to bend over to pick it up. Oh, but that is hard. Uh. I just want to get the girls saw without the worker. <sighs> okay. Uh, this episode of the Older Brother Podcast is brought to you by Adam Piggott and his website, book, and podcast, Pushing Rubber Downhill. You go to pushingrubberdownhill.com and find his podcast, his book, and his blog all by the same name. That is one of the biblical books that should be considered in the Council of Nicaea when they gather around. All right. It's 300 years after Christ died, we think. <laughs> and you all got a thousand different variants of Christianity. What are we going to include in the Bible? Are we going to get rid of that? Oh, my gosh. We got to figure out this Trinity thing. Look it up, Bible history. Do you think that's what they said that you think that that happened a hundred years after the guy died? Presumably let's put it in here. And then all these future idiots will say, we got proof. It's in the Bible. Ah. <clears throat> so if I were to ever have a Bible of the red pill, Adam Pickett's would be one of those books, be a book within the Bible. So would rational mail, the way of men, the bachelor pad economics. So go to the site. PushingRubberDownhill.com. <clears throat> we have uh, MGTOWBooks.com, uh, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on Southeast Asia on $200,000, written by Luca Vendetti. Find that there. What else we got? If you want to help out, you can go to SubscribeStar.com slash Aaron Clary and get access to all the behind-the-paywall content that I put there, including the Road Trip Podcast and the pinups. 
of Mary Jo because she's the only model that provides pinups. I had, you know, Cappy was dumb, tried to hire another model. I, 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 there's so much work for you girls if you just pay the fuck attention and be on time. Timeliness. Timeliness. I don't want to hear you girls complain that you make less than men. It is so easy to just be on time, show up on time, have a little bit of hustle. And I'm sorry, ladies, this is the truth. You have to stay thin. You have to stay relatively pretty. And the world will open up to you. But I think it's one of those things where if you're pretty, the world will never hold you up to standards and you could just get by. I think it was Andrew Tate was pointing out that with his cam girls, uh, the women are obviously pretty, but that beauty has put their life on easy mode, that the thought of setting up a webcam or any of the IT work involved in making up a webcam thing <clears throat> is so intimidating that even though they would make 10000 a month, they'll settle for 1000 And Andrew Tate was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, someone will bring me in 10000 a month. What was it? I think it was uh, Dick on the Dick Show. He says, "So what do you give? Like fifty fifty split?" He's like, "Oh, I pay him a thousand bucks a month cash, and I get to keep the rest." Of it. Why? Because they're so lazy. Because society never challenges them, and it's just like, ladies, if you're simply somewhat good looking, and you show the fuck up on time, and you can make so much money. I don't. I don't want to hear how you're oppressed. I don't want to hear you're not. You're pampered. You're completely spoiled. <clears throat> and I ah, fuck it. Never. I'm not. I, I, oh, by the way. So the the seminar, my minimalism seminar, launched today. That was one major thing I had to do. I'm going to my buddy's place to pull data. From his plenty of, not plenty of fish, from his match.com account, one of his dating sites account. The last piece of the puzzle, the last piece of data I need for my seminar, my speech I'm doing with the rule zero guys. The model is all set up. I just plop in this one number. Boom. It fires up like Voltron. <clears throat> and so I, I got to get that data. I'm going to have it today. So the seminar is launched today on minimalism. By the way, you can go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Take a look at the you can sign up if you want. The seminar I'm doing for Rule Zero, guys, that's going to be October 2nd through the 3rd. That data is going to be complete. And then uh, I just got the cover for Sanity is the Future of Wealth, the third major project. Just going to upload that. It's coming down. It's like Mario Kart, guys. We're coming down the line. You see the checkered flag. And once these are all done, this is like the most productive month, the most products I've launched in one month. <clears throat> once I pass that finish line, which is momentarily going to happen. It's start Operation Evil. <laughs> Ooh, ladies, get your money. Ladies, you're going to vote my money away. Vote for the Democrats. I'm just going to take it right back. Just take it right back. You stuck. People are like, don't you have some moral problems? You know, lying to women to ruin their lives. Uh, didn't they vote to take my money as a group? They did. Oh, and do they want to believe in lies? They do. It's just getting back my money, bitches. I'm going to get back my money. And you're going to give it to me. You're going to pay me so much fucking money. 
<coughs> player. So we get down by your knees. Good. Give me your money, Lee. And it's not your money. It's my money you stole from me so you could pay for your worthless fucking sociology degree and your rat bastard children, you know, from three different fathers. I'm getting back my money and you're going to pay me. Oh, God, they're so good, guys. These ideas are so good. I wish that's the irony. I can't tell you what they are. You're going to have to find them on your own because there's no way I'm promoting it because you just can't. And you're going to be like, oh, man. My masterpiece, I could have put my name to. Oh, it's going to be so tragic. So I'm very excited about that. So we get to do Operation Evil here pretty soon. Uh, anyway, so uh, where was I talking about? So yeah, subscribestar.com slash Aaron Clear if you want access to all the behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, also, uh, you could donate there uh, if you want to. The money goes to the septic tank fund because Cappy needs a septic tank for his house that he's building, and Cappy got a poo. And we raised 300 bucks so far. Uh, 72, that's pretty good, huh? I'm still amazed that like uh, people donate money. Yeah, yeah. It's not the beer fund. It's the septic tank fund. Uh, Better Bachelor, go to YouTube and search Better Bachelor. Uh, digest all of his podcasts and videos. <clears throat> Terrence Pop, you can find him on BitChute and check out his book, Killer of Killers. Where the heck did the other stuff go? Oh, academiccomposition.com. There we go. I'm just doing the main ones. Uh, academiccomposition.com. Go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crack team of writing staff will write your college papers for you. Since everything is online, now is the ideal time to have Alex just outsource it. Corporations outsourced all the manufacturing base to China. Let's outsource all your worthless mundane tasks of writing worthless liberal arts papers to people who write worthless liberal arts papers. Additionally, if you're good at writing, you want to make a little bit of money, uh, and you want to do it from the comforts of your own home, go to academiccomposition.com, contact Alex, and let him know that you'd like to work for him. Tell him, on either case, whether you are a prospective client or a prospective employee, that Cappy sent you. And, um, yeah, then he keeps advertising. My- He's one of the more rely- uh, regular lifetime advertisers on the show. Noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com and check out Michael Kingswood work where it's basically science fiction. But get this, it's not communist. It's just not political. It's just good science fiction. Uh, and then Linda Gross, who, God bless her, she has been one of the nicest, most hustling ladies. I'm going to put her book in the comments section here. Um, and check out her podcast, she, Linda Gross. Um, she, she's got a podcast uh, directed towards men, but she has a book out there called the science of mastering women. She has her PhD in psychology. She studied the research. She pulled the data and uh, kind of akin to the seminar I'm doing for the, the uh, rule zero guys. I pulled more actuarial and statistical data based on women's polling and assessing whether or not women are even interested in dating or marrying and what percent women are marriageable. The numbers and data of which are are amazing and, and phenomenal. Uh, she's done stuff with psychological studies to figure out the same uh, with women. It is not a cheat code to women. It will not put you on God mode, but it's as much of an, a leg up you're going to get mathematically. Yes, to quote the bald-headed Canadian sage, you have to do the work. Um, we did that, we did that, we did that. 
like to help out the show, go to olderbrother.com slash donate three ways you can help out. There's PayPal. You can make a direct donation. That's probably the cheapest, but you don't get nothing for it. There's the, um, the subscribe star I mentioned before. There's a link there again at olderbrother.com slash donate. You get access to stuff. And I always set it at a $2. That's the lowest level you could set it at. $2 gets you everything. Someday if I make some fancier stuff, I'll put that online. Oh, and also gets you access to Sandy is the future of wealth, which I'll be publishing sometime soon. Uh, and then there's also my Amazon affiliate program, uh, which is still a thing though, by the way. If you would kindly do all your shopping through that website, olderbrother.com slash donate, click on the Amazon banner and that's it. You just log in, click your thing, do your stuff. And I get a two to 5% commission or kickback. You don't pay anything extra. It's a great way to help out the show for free. Uh, is that it? Oh, Bunker Basics. Go to BunkerBasics.com. Check out Bunker Bob if you want to prepare for the uh, the Great Collapse. Uh, All Pro Lemonton Z, two bucks. Us, Aaron, as your name for Operation Evil. Ha ha. Use Aaron. No, I already have. I got the LLC set up in New Mexico. You won't find it. You won't find it. And and I got the I got it all. I got all the back. I got all the infrastructure set up. All I gotta do is produce the products. And products, plural. I gotta sit. The one thing I have to figure out is which products do I release first in which order? Because do I release this thing? And then I promote, and then I release this product, and that helps co-sell. Or in other words, <clears throat> which one is going to, in order, is going to help sell both the most? So I got to figure that out. But no, I got, I got a persona. I got it all figured. I got it all sewed, man. The root, the timing, the everything. Anyone can tell me what movie that's from. I'll be. He's got it all sewed, man. The root, the timing. Unless you're a hero type, and I haven't seen a lot of heroes. <clears throat> Man. 1985 NBC for five bucks. I get to work at home in peace and watch Cappy on a beautiful Friday. Let him be indebted corporate American dog moms. Keep spreading the word. Rolo tweeted out some. If you go to my Twitter, uh, if I post memes and funny stuff usually there. Um, but Rolo tweeted out this girl on a TikTok video. Young gal, cute, and God bless her. And she's like getting ready for going to work. She's putting on. I said, like, you know what? Fuck you, feminist. All I you said we had to go work. We had to do this. I got to go to school. I wanted to be taken care of. I didn't want to work. I wanted a husband. But now, because of you assholes, I got to go to school and go to work. <clears throat> and she's right. I just tweeted out like, no, you girls all get to work now. The contract has been broken. Now get your ass in what I said, get your ass into overpriced colleges, rush hour traffic, uh, corporate office, and pay your fucking taxes. And um, that's by God, that's what they want. I'm gonna give it to them. I'm gonna give it to you, girls. You know, Chad and Tyrone gave it to you good. You ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing. Wait till old Cappy gets in there. We are getting 
don't know if you've ever seen this out West, but they got the big trailers and they haul heavy equipment. The dildo we're going to shove up your ass, ladies, is so big. It's got to be hauled on one of those where it says oversized load and they got the trace and follow car, the lead car and the follow car. That is what, and you're going to thank me for it. You're going to thank me. And and it's all there. You let them be indebted corporate American dog moms. Yep. Yep. So what you wanted. Okay. I I don't know anything about the um, contract world. I don't know how radio works. I don't know how Spotify works. I don't know. Like, come on our platform. I'm like, uh, why do we need a platform? Do you have Spotify? Do you have whatever these online, but I don't know how it works. Well, if you like me, you'll go to my site and just download. It's on the Apple. I'm on different platforms. Joe Rogan and Spotify's $100 million marriage is already on the rocks. Written by Vinay Menon. Did Joe Rogan make a big mistake accepting Spotify's proposal? Depends on how the contract was written. If he got his $100 million, who cares? And I, I don't think people realize... I know a lot of you are all worried, like, oh, YouTube kicked this guy out. Have you seen Turd Flinging Monkey and Terrence Pop on BitChute? People go to where the people are. You, they, The people are the product. Right? If Cappy has to get not all of you, but I'm sure some of you will find me. I'll go on BitChute. Like, hey, Cappy's here. Stefan Molyneux, the same thing. What, you don't think Stefan Molyneux had a bunch of people follow him to a different platform? YouTube's going to find this out real quick. It's the people. It's the people that are the asset and the product. And now Spotify, however that company works, they paid Joe Rogan a hundred million bucks. And now there's already trouble. You're complaining. I suppose all mar marriages are hard work, but there's usually a honeymoon phase, a stretch of bliss in which both parties are lost in the clouds, too giddy in love to detect any looming turbulence. Less than a month into this union, you'd think Spotify would be head over heels after snagging the world's most popular podcaster and getting him to agree to an exclusive relationship. But the comedian and streaming service appear to have skipped the euphoria. They may already need urgent mar marriage counseling. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got the metaphor. <clears throat> a few days ago, Vice's motherboard reported on an internal uprising inside Spotify. That's Vice. It seems the company has now held 10 meetings with staffers, 10, who feel, alien, quote, feel alienated by Spotify's hosting of certain The Joe Rogan Experience episodes. Another story, Digital Music News noted, a group of Spotify staffers are now reportedly pushing to introduce direct editing oversight over The Joe Rogan Experience. Now, I don't know. If you fragy vaggy SJWs, and I'm going to guess predominantly women don't know. It's the Joe Rogan experience, implying ownership by Joe Rogan, not Madison or Tanner, who sits on the diversity and fuckwit board at Spotify. They, guys, you got to, going forward, gentlemen, this generation of young people, I mean millennials and younger really think they own everything and that the world should bend to their desires and wishes. Like, for example, I'm trying to think of something. I don't like the Ellen DeGeneres show. I don't like the view. I'm just not going to watch it. And let's say the Ellen DeGeneres show came up to be Cappy. We need you to consult on something and we'll pay you your fee. Fine. 
Not my show. The Ellen DeGeneres Show, owned by Ellen DeGeneres. Now, I may disagree with her, I mean, but she's going to pay me, and it's none of my fucking business what Ellen DeGeneres does. Do I hate Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. Do I wish she could hit by a train? Yes. She has every right to do the view. And I, where do I get off? What a tyrannical fucking Nazi commie fascist dictator fuck. Do I have to be to think that working for a company as an employee, I have the right to bitch and moan and have a say as to what is and is not produced by a company. Now, as I said before, it's not that these snowflakes and fragile vaggies are complaining. It's that the management headed up by Gen X man, MBA managerial fuckwits from the Carlson School of Management. These morons actually kowtow to it. Remember when, that's it, man, in this book right here, the Pensburg book essay, the Pensburg's book, uh, Randy mentions uh, when the Kavanaugh hearings were going on, there was a Facebook vice president who happened to know the Kavanaugh family. He was sitting in there. And, you know, when they're panning, with the camera, some people on Facebook goes, Hey, ain't that Fred? I don't know what his name is. And they found out that he was supporting Brett Kavanaugh. And there was like uh, five, 600 Facebook employees. How dare he? Da, da, da. Guarantee you just proportionately women because they're the true Nazis in this one. How dare he have an opinion? How dare he have a friend? How dare he support somebody? What? He might have known the guy for years. He might know Brett Kavanaugh would have never done such a thing like that. Regardless, how dare you have an opinion? How dare you have something outside of work that doesn't conform to what we think? You are looking at the fucking Borg. This is the fucking Borg. And what did Facebook do? Well, we must have a discussion. We have to have meetings. There was like an <clears throat> online internal group set up for this Facebook group of Nazis because somebody outside of his work time did something that they didn't agree with. And I'm kind of curious, how are you going to respond to this, Zucky? How are you going to respond to this, uh, Spotify CEO? Because you all went in on this like, oh, everything is fragile-vaggy. We're all gentle, fragile China. And where a wind could blow it all apart. Are you going to collapse? Because Joe Rogan don't need you. By the way, Spotify, if you didn't know that, Joe Rogan doesn't need you. You're the bitch in this relationship. And now some people are offended. And now we can't have nice things. I wrote about this before. You cannot, you can no longer have large organizations in the United States because it requires too many people. And too high percentage of the people are perpetually on the hunt to be victim pussies. They're fragile vaggies. That's their job is to be a victim. And raise stink in hell and high water if things don't go their way. On every microscopic thing. Some idiots sexually harassed uh, some people over the course of years at the Ellen DeGeneres show. That doesn't mean the show gets shut down. You, was there a complaint? Let's do the complaint. Even get HR in there. Discipline fire who needs to be fired, but keep the show going. Oh, no. We got, again, women. We got to make the whole world. We got to make a big drought. Do you want a job or not? Do you want the show or not? Do you want to entertain millions of starved, desperate housewives or single women with their dog? Do you want that happiness to spread or not? <clears throat> now, Spotify, 
Can we entertain people? Are people not you to have different opinions? Are they allowed to be entertained by Joe Rogan? Uh, who owns, by the way, the Joe Rogan experience? <clears throat> now we can't even have a podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I keep this is the older brother podcast. Listen to your older brother. The future is not getting a big job at corporate America. The future is not working for Goldman Sachs or Target Corporation or even a big nonprofit. Anything involving lots of people is not the future. The future is being, what again, boys and girls? Say with me, part of the 1099 superior race. You want to be a 1099er. You want to be a contractor. You want to be an independent consultant. You want to have your side gig. You want to be the guy or the gal that they desperately need to hire. This happens in government all the time. Government now, Department of Transportation, Minnesota, look it up. They hire nothing but affirmative action and, and minority and women hires, right? Whether or not they actually have the skill or not. Now, of course, there are minorities that do have the skill to be a civil engineer. I know this on Inside Baseball. It's a couple of, but there's a ton of dopey dumbasses hired because of what either the color of the skin or the vagina or both. And you know who gets the real work done? Contractors. Because the in the end, the Department of Education can't just sing kumbaya and diversity. Oh, my goodness. Vagina. Yay. The road's got to get built. So they need real fucking people. So they go hire contractors to do the work. Now, what's great is if you're a contractor, you don't, could you imagine going and working in the corporate office, the head office, not corporate, the head offices of the Minnesota Department of Transportation, where it's just a bunch of political hires? And they're all comparing what color their vag is to see who should be higher up on the on the uh, grievance uh, studies uh, hierarchy. You want to sit in those meetings? Fuck that shit. No, I work from home. Did you have a math problem you needed figured out so that bridge don't fall down? Yeah, that'll be $150 an hour, please. Here's your research. <laughs> no, I'm not going to your diversity assistant reserve crybaby uh Fine, a seminar thing. We're not, we're not, I'm not going to. No, I'm a contractor. I don't work for you. You pay me. I'm a hired gun. The line goes across. It does not go down. And it's a dotted line, by the way, which I can break at any time. This is the same thing, guys. You don't go work. Look, I wasted at least 15 years of my life trying to get into corporate America. And I succeeded. But even then, I you didn't want. It was bullshit. Now, fuck that shit. You go, you go solo entrepreneur. You get contracted out. You, you get a great skill and you set up your little website or you become a CPA, whatever it is, that's what you need to become. You cannot go work. How big is Spotify? That's no Walmart. That's not a huge company. You cannot work for sizable, not even large, sizable organizations in the United States because of the spoiled little Gen Z and millennial fuckwits that think everything in the world has to be perfect and only serve them. You can't, they're mental. They're mental. They're mentally ill. You cannot work with these people. <clears throat> uh, do, 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 do. This includes content flags, trigger warnings. Okay, so they want direct oversight over the Joe Rogan experience before the episodes go live. That includes content flags, trigger warnings, references to fact-checked information, or simply refusing to publish an episode at all. Wow, they want to put trigger warnings on a guy who released a stand-up 
special titled Triggered. Isn't that a bit like affixing a may cause injury sticker to the buttstock of an AK-47? Unfortunately, the aggrieved, for the aggrieved staffers and hope for anyone who values free speech, Spotify's chief executives. Oh, we didn't. Did Daniel Eck not, not collapse? Did, did he not break under pressure? Spotify's chief executive, Daniel Eck, is on board. This is no small act of courage and a climate of outrage. Yeah, go Daniel Eck. According to Vice, Eck told concerned staffers, the fact that we aren't changing our position doesn't mean we aren't listening. It just means we made a different judgment call. Exactly the right judgment call. How Rogan became a bet nor to progressives is one of the great mysteries of our time. The man is pro-choice and pro just about anything else enshrined in doctrine social liberalism. I've heard him volunteer to pay way more in taxes if it helped lift up the impoverished and make real systematic change in our neighborhoods lost to a decade of neglect and decay. For crying out loud, he adores Bernie Sanders. But none of that seems to matter to those who believe Rogan does more harm than good. It doesn't matter if they are offended on one minor thing. Like me and pick anyone else, uh, Donovan Sharp, uh, uh, Jack Napier, uh, Ryan Stone. Sure, we disagree on at least one or two, probably 10 things. I'm not going to get pissed off because they're good guys, right? These people don't care if it's just one thing, then they get to be offended and they just sit there in the mirror. I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. That's all they do. That's all they got in life. I mean, don't you get the sense that the people that complain about this are truly worthless, having nothing going on in their lives type of people? What else are they going to do? Is it because he routinely gives a platform to voices on the right? Is it because he's friends with everyone from Alex Jones to Ben Shapiro? Is it because he's occasionally dead wrong about something, including most recently having to apologize for falsely claiming left-wing people were setting fires now to ravaging the West Coast? Is it because he will give a forum to writers such as the Wall Street Journal's Abigail Schreier, whose recent book, Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters? <laughs> <laughs> I got to read that one. That sounds good. I, you're, the transgender craze was, oh, dude, hey, the girls didn't need no man fish bicycle. Dad, don't you dare tell me. I took a class in gender studies. And I think I'm pants. Good. Go. Fine. Go. Sleep with a tree. I don't care. <clears throat> I have no idea, but here's the thing. Having wine raging, anything goes undecidedly unwoke and refreshingly open conversations with academic scientists, celebrities, public, and you know, comic about it is exactly why Spotify proposed to Rogan in the first place with a diamond ring that was reported $100 million license. You won't hire Wolfgang Puck to cater your backyard soirée and then demand he change the recipe to the marinated lamb with honey mint vinaigrette. Rogan has a bigger audience than anyone in cable news precisely because he's not partisan. I've heard him mock both Joe Biden and Donald Trump. He supports peaceful protests and condemns looting and violence destruction. Blah, 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 blah. There you go. There you go, boys and girls. By the way, corporate executives, I know you just can't suck enough diversity and inclusion, social justice, virtue signaling dick, right? Because that's the main marketing gig. But if you want to do what Daniel Eck did and say, no, we're standing up for free speech, you might make some money. Instead of having your stores burn and looted down, Target. God, I love that. So that was that was the one article we had to get to. 1985 NBC, five bucks. They get to work at all. Oh, you already did. We already did that one. Elkin's in the house.
DJ Aftershock, five bucks. Dude, man. Like all the cool intellectual people hang out at the Raring Center. We're going to my old man's place on Lake of the Isles to smoke, man. I remember, DJ, you might appreciate this. Everybody look this up. Search Minneapolis, Minnesota. From downtown, go straight southwest. And you'll see Lake of the Isles. And below that, Lake Calhoun. Below that, Lake Harriet. This is when I was really young. I think I was 19. And I was invited to a house party. And I thought, and it was on Lake Calhoun. And I thought, oh, these are the nice houses. These are um, going to be conservative, Republican, or, or at least not Marxist. And I got there, it was all Marxist. And for the longest time, I couldn't, this inevitably was one of the earliest things, going back more than half my life ago, that sent me down the path of the Clary test. Well, I'm like, how can you have all this money and be a leftist? Uh, and it turned out, I figured it out, the parents inherited the money from the World War II generation and the kid who invited us over, he was my age, <clears throat> pot smoking loser. And like, well, man, we got it. And this was way, this is the nineties guys. And you could start to see like, oh, we're going to put espresso in everything. And you know, guys wearing nylons on their arms and the tattoos, you millennials thought you, you got with the woke and the, the emo culture. That was, we were way ahead of you on that one. Um, but I went to some guy's old man's place on Lake Calhoun. And, and what's great is there's boarded up buildings, three diagonal blocks from that house. All that rich trust fund, baby boomer money on those lakes, at least that part of Lake, uh, Lake Calhoun and Lake of the Isles. It's all going down, man. It's all going down. <clears throat> and they voted for it. DJ Aftershock might know this one. Have you ever driven Pillsbury Avenue? where all the old mansions used to be, and now they're all like crack houses and rehab homes and all that. Pillsbury Avenue in between Chicago. I'm not, not Chicago. Franklin and Lake. That's Multi-millionaires adjusting for inflation used to live there. Now, crack houses. Democrat policy so good. rolling on the floor, laughing my ass off. Shit is MOJ for uh, a 1099 superior racer here with 10 Swiss francs, correct? 11 Swiss francs, 1099 superior race checking in, bought a house in a village in Bulgaria for $65,000, 120 square meters, fully furnished. Oh, meters, meters. That's right. Thousand square meters yard with grapevines built less than 15 years ago. I got to get out. I got to do that, man. Cappy, once once I'm done with all this stuff this winter, Cappy's going to go to <clears throat> Southeast Asia. Cappy does his global reconnaissance. Yay! Don't you want to travel? No, I'm tired, and it's not going to be fun. Be traveling all over. Watch, it'll be the best experience of my life, and I'll find some small little place in Nepal. Well, I found my people. Wouldn't it be great, kind of like a South Park episode, I find some lost, far-removed place, and there's a statue of me, and then, you know, in the movies, the people are like, you are the chosen one, yeah, and they sing, and they put the thing around my head, and I got flowers and maidens, and I'm like, yes, I decree to tell no one I am here, and to just give me some Chipotle fajitas every once in a while, and I'll sit in my hut, and I'll be okay, and you guys go do your thing. But great one, you must let, oh no, no, you you have had it in your spirit the entire time. Go, do, continue as we're. Just mention to no one that I have come. Yes, great one. 
nonstop Dre, Cappy's next books. Re the Victim Olympics. No, it's gonna be Audrey. Audrey, it's gonna be. I might let some of the inner circle in <clears throat> on the book. I might. I might let uh, the inner circle in on my products, but it's gonna it's gotta be a tight lipped, tight lipped. Athamel Decua, two bucks. Cappy, how do I get the girls? Three hour, three hour. Shut up. Oh, what three hour dry spell. Athel, by the way, is slaying the ladies. He has multiple plates spinning. I don't know how he does it in that little area that he lives in. I don't I didn't know there was that that supported enough population to have multiple women in that area. <clears throat> Resurrecting man for two bucks for the enjoy the big black cock of Uncle Sam fund. I get to pay taxes in six days. It will be October, third, uh, fourth quarter. Get to pay lots in taxes. DJ Aftershock for two bucks. Come on, dude, man. We we helping the little people. Oh, all you girls out there. Every time I heard it, I'm, I'm a Democrat and I think to for the little people. <laughs> get the fuck up. I'm independent minded. I, I like to look at both sides. Oh, did you look at the federal budget then? Uh, no. The Democrats are for the little people. Oh, yeah. Have you looked at the track record of the Democrats and Democrat cities and especially what they've done to your precious, precious black community? Have you seen that? And here's what is translating from rich suburbanite white girl to English I'm so fucking lazy. Yet such an arrogant, entitled Kuanta, haha. I want to say popular things so I am popular, people like me, where I don't have to do a single thing of work. Because let's admit it today. Do you know how hard it is to look up the federal budget? Federalbudget.gov. That's it. Boom. And it, right there. It's right there. Broken down. Real, that's it. It will take you 15 seconds to do. But there, that's too much for these precious people. And they, and they just... I, 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 for no matter what your politics are, especially within the black community, can you see how hypocritical, insulting that is? I'm for the little people. I'm for the black people. Did you look up the debt? Did you critically think about what policies have actually hurt the black community, put them in poverty? Have you analyzed that? Did you look at that? Did you think about it to actually diagnose the problem correctly and accurately so we might prescribe prescriptions that would help? Like, for example, hey, Shocker, guys! Here's a here's a one sentence idea that'll do more to get black community out of poverty. Not to mention all communities, anybody out of poverty. All men get vasectomies. Boom! Cappy just solved more black poverty and poverty overall than all of socialism ever did. More than the Democrats, because the Democrats put you in poverty. Not that high of a hurdle to beat. I help you, help people. You're a lazy, hypocritical bitch. Who is so self-absorbed and you just want to be popular. Shut the fuck up. That little people thing just pisses me off. Yeah, because little people are so great, aren't they? And 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 what? Big people are bad? All those hundreds of thousands of people the Walton brothers employed? That would be Walmart, by the way. I don't know how many people Amazon employs. A lot. Oh, yeah, because fuck the big people, right? Fuck Jonas Salk. Fuck Merck. Fuck all these companies that like make your lives so much. Fuck those guys, right? They're big, big, bad. <clears throat> the good news is every person, male or female, that ever says, I just want to help the little people are themselves little people. 
that the world will never remember and they will waste their lives. They will become of no importance. 1985 NBC for three bucks. We need need you and Rolo weekly content was prices. Yeah, it was good being on Rolo's show. I even I even dropped like 89 bucks on a new microphone to be on that because I have my shit microphone. And now in the Southern Command, I have my own microphone recording kind of studio. Yes, with the grandma curtains in the back. That's my room. And no, I'm not getting rid of the grandma curtains because I'm not going to buy curtains. I just sleep there and record there. I then leave and I don't go to this strip. I go to Utah and hike. Yeah, if you guys want to ch- take a look at that, uh, we talked about the economics of the red pill. So that was really cool. Chad Elkins. He's in the house. Oh, that's right. It's after 11. Cap, a uh, half dollar one for three bucks. Cappy for Supreme uh, Justice of the Court. The, the thing, the Supreme Court of the United States. There we go. Did you see the gal that they're speculating Trump? He, she looks like she's 12. <laughs> I, I think Trump knows what he's doing. I, oh, I love it. Oh, we got, I'm so looking forward to that. I'm so looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun show. Where the Democrats come out. Trump is violating this thing that the Democrats violated under Obama and a couple other people. But we're going to like, I, hey, 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 are you complaining about the Electoral College? Is that what it is? That this has been done in the past, you're complaining about it now? Act like your team didn't do it? <clears throat> Nonstop Dre360, I'll help with Operation Evil. I have some ideas. Well, Dre, what do you, don't help me, help yourself, man. If you got some ideas, run with them. I mean, look, this is a big and expansive land we're entering now, guys. Lying to dupes and dopes. Lying to people who want to be told lies. Lying to women and telling them what they want to hear. I think there's plenty of gold to go around. So if you got an idea, go do it. I mean, you're not going to come anywhere near my class. I got some special spots in this land where I know the gold is really pure. Oh, my God. He told me what I really wanted to hear and more. Money, 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 money. Get my get my tax dollars back, ladies. Get my Fucking all you ladies, they ain't vote for the little people. I'm taking that money right the fuck back. And you're going to be in debt. You're going to ruin your lives. And you're going to do it under your own will. Oh, it's so good. It'd be like, and now for my final act before I disappear into my remote village where the statue of me is. And they all worship me as a god. But I tell them, oh, whoa, hey, hey, whoa, don't, don't go to CNN. No, just let me sit in this little hut over here. Let me fish. That's all. Just don't tell anyone. I'll just be here. Uh, <clears throat> nonstop Trey, uh, Dre for two bucks. What's this critical thinking you speak of? Um, it's where you just critically think your way using logic theorems to conclude what you want anyway. You don't look at data or facts or empiricism. Well, that's academic critical thinking. Critical thinking means you, you empirically think about stuff. You don't even think. You just say, what's the data saying? And then assuming the data has integrity and you believe it's truth, you accept it as truth. And then it's incumbent upon you to change your philosophy or views of life to be in line with what's the real world, not the other way around. How many of you girls? I looked up the data. What? 80.5% of you you ladies are still majoring in stupid shit as of 2019. No one's learning. Nobody's learning. I just want to help the children and the little people. 
Why can't I find a man for baby girl boss? Nonstop Dre for two bucks. The most profitable industry lies in good feelings. Yep. Drugs, drugs and prostitute. What? You're surprised that's what it's always been around? Was there drugs and prostitution and every civilization? Yes. All right. Just getting in on the action. Just getting in on the action. And this drug, oh, it's going to be better than heroin. Better than heroin. <clears throat> uh, from CBS, Minnesota. Violence interrupters hit Minneapolis streets to keep the peace. Uh, the city of Minneapolis is sending members of the community into streets to prevent violence that is plaguing the city. They are called violence interrupters, and they're tasked with stopping shootings by mediating conflicts in the community. Well, they better start working at 11 p.m. and go to the, the darkest parts of the, of the cities. <clears throat> I don't mean that racially. I mean, like, crime-wise, the most dangerous parts. And following up with individuals to decrease retaliatory violence. Jamil Jackson and his group of interrupters are on the move. Our mantra is engage relationships. Re Jackson, you're a pussy. Fuck you. You're putting now there's a picture of these. And if you see the the um the article, here's a group of black gentlemen. They're they're trying to do what's best for their community. They look like real men. Dude, you guys are just get gonna get in the way of trouble. You are just gonna get your asses shot up. I feel bad for these guys because these guys actually care about their community. They're going to go out there without guns, without, they didn't have no bulletproof vests. <clears throat> these are the guys that you want and, and you're just going to sacrifice them on the altar of leftism. Cause frankly, Jamil Jackson is a pussy. He doesn't want to do like, we got to crack down on our boys. We need to knock it off with the single mom thing. You boys got to stop getting girls pregnant and we got to man the fuck up and take back control of our, our community. Now that's too much work. So now, uh, Jamil Jackson with his cannon fodder basically are going to go out there and they're going to violence. You know who the original violence interrupters were? They're called fathers who beat your ass if you got violent, but you know, government checks are better than fathers. Am I right? Jamil? Our mantra is engage relationships resources. Oh, wow. Wow, really? Resources. You mean more white people money from the suburbs? Because that's just done wonders for the black community, right? Jackson said, we're teachers, we're business owners, we're city employees, we're park employees. Notice only one quarter of those are private sector individuals who are actually producing real value. We're just individuals who came to the call and had a desire to come out here and change. Oh, don't have kids you can't afford. Don't commit no crimes. Men get a vasectomy and wait until you can afford to have a kid and don't major in stupid shit. Jamil, shove these four fingers up your ass because it's more than you're ever going to accomplish for the black community. And I'm sorry, I care. I really, I do. I care more about the black community than you do because mine will work. You, I, Do you believe it, Jamil? Do you really believe your bullshit? This touchy feel, <clears throat> what? You painted it with guys wearing orange shirts? What, you could be seen better and shot at? That that's good. That's different now than what all the social workers they come in there and namby pamby everyone's ass that didn't have a father. <clears throat> the bright orange shirts stand out. I'm so bad for these guys, so they can walk in and use the relationships within the community to stop the shootings before they happen. 
You better have some like minority report technology on your side, Jamil, because it ain't going to work. Some men live the street life, live the gain life, if you will, and so have relationships in that way. How many bastard children do they have, Jamil? Some of us have been coaches. Some of us are, you know, a father. Okay, good. I'll stop that. Uncles, cousins, right? So the beauty in it is everywhere we go. Someone in your group knows, you know, someone out there. So that's our way in. You sound like a fucking idiot. That's your way in, huh? That's your way. Oh, God. Stop having kids you can't afford. Don't marry bitches that are going to divorce you and never marry you in the first place. Make sure you have nuclear families and make sure you raise your boys. That's it. I don't know what. what uh, <clears throat> and, and what's in it? The irony is you're bringing back family to deal with this anyway. Fathers are violence interrupters. You know, fathers, uncles, cousins. Oh, you mean the family? Oh. Those guys? You mean, oh, I thought it was government money and government checks it. Oh, now we're going to the family? Huh, I wonder who's been espousing that for fucking 50 years. Sasha Cotton, director of the city's Office of Violence Prevention. (laughs) (laughs) Says the interrupters will walk neighborhoods in South and North Minneapolis. Everything at the Office of Violence Protection uh, is doing is rooted in looking at scientific method. Oh, yeah, the social sciences, which solved all the problems. You're going to rely on those social science methods? At the scientific method and evidence-based research to develop plans that have been shown to work in other places. You know what? I think in this book, How Not to Become a Millennial, there's two pages that goes through um, the data and the ailments that children who come from broken homes and don't have their fathers around, what they suffer in terms like higher suicide, higher depression, higher mental illness, more violence. What is it? 70, 80% of uh, criminals have no dad. <clears throat> you're going you're gonna to throw that scientific ev- uh, evidence in there, Sasha? Evidence-based research that develops plans that have been shown to work in other places and then innovating it to add the Minneapolis spin. Oh! The hope is the eventually aimed at that. The intention for this is actually stop the violence, stop the guns from being shot so that police don't have to show up in the first place, Cunningham said. The interrupters hope to eliminate some of the barriers that are creating the desire to commit crime so police are less likely to get involved. We want to know the patterns of crime. We want to know the areas that they support in so we could go there and do some preventative maintenance check. Get the fucking fathers involved. Fathers, raise your kids. I'm no genius. Oh, wait, I fucking am. All right. We got any more super chats because Cappy got to get going. Nonstop trade. No good deed goes unpunished. No, no good deed. And, you know, those poor guys are going to get hurt. Those poor guys in the bright orange shirts. (laughs) God, those. And they're the good guys. That's what pisses me off. You got these good guys that it's just no one's got the courage to say, hey, Knock this shit. And no one had. And we're not going to. If you want to do Operation Evil on minorities, you become a Democrat. You lie to them, tell them oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's that guy's fault. It's Whitey's fault. It's this person's fault. That person's fault. You're oppressed. It's systematic. Whatever. Just give me your money and give me your votes. I I can only help guys like you, Dre, and other young men from disadvantaged backgrounds. Get a vasectomy. Just get the goddamn vasectomy. And that's going to solve 80% of your problems because you won't be sperm checked. You won't be you know, having no baby mamas. 
And, and, and gee, what did I say? Don't major in stupid shit. Don't commit no crimes and don't have kids you can't afford. And we're winning. We're all, for, hey, maybe you guys can visit me in my Croatian village where I'm the, the sun god or whatever. All right, that's it. I got to go. Minimalism seminar up, sign up if you want. Thadi, pa, da, boo, that's about it. We'll see you guys later, toodles.